Behind the Cloud is a podcast about smoking, its history and its future in New Zealand. New Zealand is aiming to become smoke-free or at least have less than 5% of its population call themselves smokers by 2025. Currently, about 17% of New Zealanders are smokers. This series will be broken down into four episodes, the first being about the history of smoking in New Zealand and second, what it's currently like. The third episode, I'll have a chat to someone who's quit, and in the fourth, I'll be speaking to someone who's embracing the future of smoking. In this episode, I'll be giving a comprehensive background on where smoking started in New Zealand until now, and then I'll be speaking to my father, Dave, who's an ex-smoker himself. So a little bit of background into New Zealand's smoking history. It didn't start here until this beautiful country was colonised in the 1840s. New Zealand was the first to ban smoking in a building, banning smoking in the old government building in Wellington in 1876, mostly because it's wooden and they didn't want it to burn down. Smoking didn't take off until World War II where soldiers were given cigarettes for free and because of that the spread of smoking was very much quick fire and as the rate of smokers rose so did the rate of lung cancer which was really rare. In the 1950s, five years after the end of World War II, doctors discovered the link between smoking and lung cancer. After this discovery, the New Zealand government decided that it's probably about time they controlled tobacco and its advertising. While that was an American smoking jingle, ads like that stopped playing on New Zealand TV screens in the 60s. Cigarettes started getting taxed in 84, which are now getting taxed at 10% every New Year's Day, which, by the way, is why smokers typically buy their cigarettes on New Year's Eve. 1995 stores storefronts banning the signs advertising tobacco, and 99 was the start of Quitline, the free line to help people kick the habit. 2004 was the year schools became smoke-free, and in 2011, the government declared it wanted to be smoke-free by 2025. So for a little background on this week's interviewee Dave, he smoked back in the 1980s and had family members who smoked. He also worked in the tobacco fields in Mochuaca, which is northwest of Nelson, if you haven't visited the South Island, when it was the hub for growing tobacco in New Zealand. I gave my father a call. Hello, Dave speaking. Hey, Dad, are you able to hear me? Oh, I can hear you. When was it that you started smoking? Oh, I don't know. I was at high school. It was the influence of an older sister. I suppose it was just deemed as being, being cool. What was it you actually smoked and how much did it cost back then? Um, how much I smoked, I have no idea, because I was you know, a school kid, obviously. Mm. Um, but it was more sort of when you were out, out with other kids. And cost, I remember, a dollar a packet for, um, I think it was called Black and White, it was a brand of tobacco at the time, a packet of 20, they used to cost a dollar. I think you said to me that you smoked Rothmans and Winfields at one point. Yep, yeah, when I was smoking as, a, as an adult, um, I used to smoke Rothmans and then... Um, as I seem to smoke more 
the packet of 25 is more appealing than a packet of 20, and I changed to Winfield because they come in packs of 25. And as the expense got more so, I stopped smoking Tailor-Maids and sm- started smoking Roll Your Own and used to smoke Drum. I went down to the local dairy and actually found out the prices of those nowadays. Are you interested in knowing? So a packet of Rothman 20s, which um, coincidentally, Rothman's tobacco was um, grown in Mochiwaka during the time you were smoking it. That's correct. <laughs> um, they cost $23 a packet. Fucking hell. Over a dollar a smoke. A dollar fifteen per smoke, yeah. Winfield's 25 $32.50 a packet. Holy shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's $1.60 per smoke. And drum, 30 gram, because I did a bit of research and they only come in 30 grams. No. $53.90. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, so that's almost $2 a gram of tobacco. Mm. It cost me a fortune to smoke now. What helped you and kind of made you quit? The expense was getting to me. Um, as much as your mother. You're married to a nurse, things like that just aren't good. And when I was mustering one day, my employer, who was, you know, God, he's, he's an old man, he must have been bloody near 40 at the time, he beat me up a hill. And I've always been slightly bloody competitive, but to be beaten what seemed like by an old man when I was about 20, I don't know what I was, 23 or 4, to be beaten up a hill by someone older than you is just not acceptable. And of course, we get to the top, and he's fit as a buck rat, and on gasping for air and rolling the smoke. Um, so yeah, that sort of tempted me to think, well, shit, we're going to change something. So did you, how did you quit? Just stop buying tobacco. When you run out, you stop. And I know a lot of people sometimes, years and years on, um, still get cravings. What kind of stops you from succumbing to that now? Common sense. I have a very strong willpower if you've never worked that out. If I decide I'm doing something, I do it, and it happens, regardless of the consequences. I decide I'm stopping smoking, so that's it. Don't smoke anymore. What was it like working in the tobacco industry in Mochawaka? Yeah, because you're working with a heap of young people, all sort of with the same mindset, young and dumb and just want to party. Um... You worked all day, often in the beating, beating sun. Um, and in those days, I was just talking to a neighbour about it yesterday. You'd wear rugby shorts and singlets sort of thing because it was that hot. And all the tar from the tobacco leaf, because you're, you're sitting on a machine, you're only, when you start picking, you pick the bottom, say, two leaves mm. of the plant, and a plant's about six foot high, or two metres high. So you go through... And this week you might take the bottom two leaves off. Next week you might go back through the same patch and take the next two leaves off because that's how they ripen and you work your way up the plant. So to start with, when you're going through, in the morning, first thing in the morning, it's, it's a bath, you've got to wear a jacket because dew is just, you get wet as, wet as. And then later in the day when the sun's coming out, you know, you're down to your rugby shorts and singlet sort of thing. And all the tar's coming out with the sun. So you've got this black tar, like tar, seal tar, all over here on your legs and chest, etc. You're just covered in this crap. And you, we used to get to the end of the row because you're moving at a like a snail pace, extremely slow walk, which is about a crawl. 
So when you turn the machine around at the end of the rope, turn around and go back again, first thing you do is light up a smoke. So you're taking it in through the pores of your skin, you're taking it in through your lungs. It's probably not good for you. And it was picking, and in the winter you used to grate it. You'd sit on a shed and you'd have a big bundle of leaf put in front of you and you'd pick it out on its size and etc. and you'd put it into different grades, different bins, and that was so boring it wasn't funny. Well, I might let you go back to work or your cup of coffee. Very good. All right. Well, thank you for this. Okay. We'll catch you later. later. Bye. Bye. If you want to quit smoking but don't know how, give Quintline a call. 0800 778 778 to get professional help and support to kick this habit. In next week's episode, I'm having a chat with Stainton, who's a current smoker, about what it's like smoking in New Zealand at the moment. I'll be asking about stigmas and how taxation and law changes have changed while he's been smoking, and about what he thinks about New Zealand becoming smoke-free in eight years' time. But I think... There's the constant reminder and like the back of your head, well for me anyway personally, um, like I always know that every year the prices are going up, you know, there is a bit more of a stigma around smoking than what there used to be. Um, Like I said, it used to be more acceptable, Um, now it's obviously frowned a bit more upon. So all those kind of things, kind of like social pressure, I think makes you constantly think about quitting. I'm Amy McEwen, your host for Behind the Cloud.